Hello everyone and welcome to Six Pack of Facts, a weekly way of expanding your brain, six refreshing facts at a time. My name is Alex and even though snow hasn't quite fallen this season yet, I'm sure it will, but it hasn't yet, it is still winter. And that means we're going to take a look at the beautiful geometric majesty of snowflakes before turning the reins over to Lady Luck and taking a look at dice. So, without further ado, let it snow and let those bones roll. It's time for a look at snowflakes and dice. Despite often appearing pristine and sparkly, the origins of snowflakes are actually a bit dirtier than you might think. A snowflake begins its life as a tiny bit of dust or pollen high in the sky and a water droplet. When the droplet freezes to the particle, an ice crystal is formed. As it tumbles to the ground, additional water vapor freezes to the small speck, creating new crystals. Now, the exact formation of a snowflake depends on atmospheric conditions present at the time of snowfall. Temperature and humidity are driving factors and, since those can change drastically or minutely as a snowflake falls, a single flake can encounter several different conditions during its descent. These changes are what lead to the many, many, many different forms of crystals. There are simple prisms, stellar plates, sectored plates, stellar dendrites, fern-like stellar dendrites, hollow columns, needles, capped columns, double plates, split plates and stars, triangular crystals, 12-sided snowflakes, bulleted rosettes, radiating dendrites, rhymed crystals, irregular crystals. I could go on. In fact, one classification scheme developed by two meteorologists in 1966 lists 80 different types of snow crystals. But whatever shape they take, one thing is for sure. Snowflakes are definitely pure white, right? Nope. Snowflakes might appear to be white, but they're actually translucent. As light bounces around a snowflake's many, many, many crystalline features, none of it is absorbed. So, the light that's reflected back into our eyes appears white. Well, not always. If snow gets deep and layered enough, all of those little flakes together can create more of a filter for light. More red light is absorbed, causing more blue light to be reflected giving the snow a blue appearance. We've all heard that no two snowflakes are exactly the same, but is it actually true? In 1988, a researcher at the National Center for Atmospheric Research discovered two identical snowflakes sourced from a snowstorm in Wisconsin. These two snowflakes were certified as identical with the help of a microscope, but when it comes to snowflakes, a microscope is just the beginning. There are hundreds of visible, unique, symmetric branching features on a single snowflake. For each of those features, there are millions of locations from which a new feature could branch out, thanks to the average flake's 10 to the 19 water molecules. That alone makes it pretty unlikely that any two snowflakes are really, truly exactly the same. But let's break it down a little more. Every year, around one quadrillion cubic feet of snow falls on Earth. In every cubic foot, 
there are a few billion snowflakes. Earth has been around for four and a half billion years, so about 10 to the 34 snowflakes have fallen over the planet's entire history. That's one with 34 zeros after it. Statistically speaking, a snowflake would need to have only five unique symmetric branching features to ever realistically have the chance of having a twin at some point. Remember, an average fully formed snowflake has hundreds of these features, but it gets better. About one out of 500 oxygen atoms has 10 neutrons instead of eight, and about one out of 5,000 hydrogen atoms has one neutron instead of zero. With these differences in play, even counting all 10 to the 34 snowflakes that have fallen during Earth's history, just getting a crystal to the size smaller than the wavelength of visible light already gives it a likely chance of having a formation unlike any other that has ever, or will ever, form. So, given the number of snowflakes that have fallen, and taking into account all of the factors that can make each flake so different, how many Earths would you need to ever get an exact twin over the 13.8 billion year lifespan of the entire universe? 10 to the 10 quintillion Earths. That's a ridiculous number. So no, no two snowflakes are the same and most likely will never, ever be. So clearly there's a lot of probability baked into the six sides of a snowflake. Hmm, six sides, probability. That reminds me of something. Get ready to roll those bones. It's time for a look at dice. When it comes to rolling dice, fairness is a word that gets thrown around a lot. A fair die has an equal chance of landing on each of its sides, no matter how many that may be. But there's a little more to fair dice than just that. First is the shape of the die. A fair die will remain the same shape no matter which of its faces is face down. With this rule in mind, there are 30 families of fair dice. Second, dice that are more fair have more symmetries. A symmetry is how many times you can rotate the die while its shape remains the same, even though the differently numbered sides end up in different locations. The more symmetries a die has, the harder it is to affect the outcome of a roll by precision throws. Lastly, the fairness of a die is affected by physical factors, such as wear and tear and rolling surface. Even sides with more pips, the small dots on a die, will be slightly lighter thanks to more material being drilled away, thus affecting the fairness. You've definitely seen six-sided dice, and if you've ever played some Dungeons and Dragons, you've seen a lot more than that. But there's a special die that was created by a dice maker in Phoenix, Arizona, you probably haven't seen before. The 120-sided die. This die, called the Distiacus triacontahedron, has 120 triangular faces, each with a tiny squish number. Fitting all those numbers onto the faces was a feat itself, but positioning those numbers in the right spots was even tougher. Typically, the small and large numbers of a die will be positioned opposite of each other. On a six-sided die, for instance, the one and six are on opposite faces. That's pretty simple. 
it's just a bit harder with 120 numbers to work with. In fact, the total number of arrangements of those 120 numbers is around 10 to the 98th, far larger than the total known atoms in the universe. In the end, the makers enlisted the help of a mathematician to concoct the perfect arrangement. After loads of math and a computer to help with the number crunch, they had their arrangement. In modern times, fair dice are all about equal chance and the agony and ecstasy of luck. But it wasn't necessarily always that way, according to a study. Ancient dice, those thrown by the Romans, weren't precise cubes. Instead, some were longer or flatter, making certain faces more likely than others. Just bad craftsmanship? Maybe not. According to the study, Roman writings about dice suggest the objects were seen more as conceptualizations of divine action into the mortal world. So say you had a die with some wonky sides. Unfair? Not really, if you believed the outcome is ultimately in the hands of the gods anyway. This mindset, along with the design of dice and the placement of the numbers on them, evolved over time as the scientific community began to understand more about math and probability. What isn't really certain, however, is which came first, raw knowledge of probability or the slow realization that dice game outcomes were adding up to a bit more than divine intervention. So there you go, the seemingly impossible yet completely true uniqueness of every snowflake to the fact that dice were more about the gods than actual probability. Until next week, when we crack open the newest six pack of facts, as always, stay thirsty. Can't get enough of these refreshing facts? There are three easy ways you can help support the show. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. Then, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Then, share the show with a friend. The more, the factier. Stay thirsty.